Check this out. Welcome, welcome to the LDA Big Show. Hockey sports, life for the adult athletes. Yeah. Powered by the Beer League Players Association. You better follow me. Follow us. BLPA on every social media outlet. Follow the crew on Twitter at Nicker Jones. Let's get it. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome Here we go. to the greatest sports show in the world. Good week, everybody. Hey, we're glad you're here with us. We got a great show today. Uh, I just want to say hi to everyone that's uh, joining us here. Uh, first, we got uh, Nikki Boston there. Nikki Boston, what's going on, buddy? What's up? Hey, not much. And then we got Jess. Will's like my bag. Jess, what's going on? Hey, Nick. Just having a good week over here. Good. Hey, that's good. Everyone needs to have a good week. And then last but not least, we got Ficus Kev here. That Ficus is just looking vibrant in the background. There. I love he's got mm-hmm. the I love he's got the Ficus Kev right there too, next to K-Roll, right? I mean, he's hey, never I'm, had hey. that before. It's just been K-Roll. Now it's Ficus yeah. Kev. I love it. Hey, and I want to be honest with you. Like I'm watching this and that Ficus keeps getting more and more in screen every week. Yeah. 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 No, it does. It's, it's, a, it's a very, point. very healthy plant. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. You're, Oh, is it you're, real? You're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's really impressive. Hey, we don't have fake (laughs) ficuses over here. We don't do that stuff. Get your head out of your ass, Jeff. (laughs) I kill all my indoor plants. (laughs) Before we get too too far, wow, Kev already getting chirped in the comments. Apparently, yeah, that guy. I don't know who that guy is, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He's very intimidated by my looks. The guy Um, that's hard already. That's clearly because I'm here. So thank you, Facebook. I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't say that's clear. Listen, but when you get two Knicks at one time, that could also make someone hard. Exactly. So that's that's right. pleasure, double the pleasure. You got a DP, right, Bella? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> before we get too far, before we start talking about taking people to Paris, um, we we got to tell everybody uh, this show is brought to you by Hockey Wolf, uh, HockeyWolf.com. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> HockeyWolf.com, beer leaguers just like you and me, trying to make the game more affordable. They're up in the Pacific Northwest, but they can get you gear wherever you are in the world. My boy Trav over there is always taking care of people. So if you need team gear, if you need some new gloves, if you need anything, even lacrosse stuff, they will take care of you. Hockeywolf.com. Ow, 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 ow. ow. All right. So we do have a lot of stuff to get to. We, we have a great guest, another, another guest uh, lined up. Apparently, Nikki Boston knows everybody in the world of hockey. So he's got his buddy, Trevor Gillies. We're going to bring him on here in about uh, 10 or 15 minutes. And uh, we're going to talk a, a lot of things. We got a lot of questions from our, uh, from our, our group that uh, have some questions. Uh, namely, the big one that everyone said, uh, Nick, and you probably know, is the, uh, the line brawl. Uh, there after uh, what did the guy call it the DiPietro knockout night or something? So he said we yeah. want to talk about that for sure. Of and, course uh, he does. And and so we'll talk about we'll talk about all that stuff. Um, but first, you go follow us over at the BLPA.com uh, uh, and the BLPA on every social media channel. But I want to get into what uh, we've done this week. And one person has done some extremely awesome stuff. Jess was over there at the uh, I don't even know, is it was it the actual outdoor classic or do they call it something different this time? Uh, they call it the stadium series. Okay. Stadium yeah. Series. It was held over here next to PNC arena, like right across the parking lot, like a few spaces over is the Carter Finley stadium, which is where NC state football plays. Um, it seats 60,000 people. I'm pretty sure they had 60,000 people in there. It was incredible. It was very surreal. I've never been to an outdoor game before. It was very, very well done. A very, really cool experience. Lots of drinking, obviously. It's it's one of those things, Jess, right, Nikki? Guys, it's a cool thing. But remember, it just started off as one game. It was the Winter Classic. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, every city has it. I mean, even Boston. I mean, they did it at Fenway Park this year. They do it every year now at Fenway Park. Right. And and it's a cool thing and stuff. It's just like you said, Jess. But do you guys ever think like it lost maybe some of its it's jumped there because I totally, I totally agree with you. It got it down a little bit. Like it was cool at the Winter Classic. Like, Like, I thought it was if they kept it like that one game, right. And it was like a big deal. I think they would do a bigger job with it, but I understand at the same time too, like Jess, you've never been to one before money. Awesome. Nikki, it's money. It. That's all it is. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I went to the, I went to the like Blackhawks Red Wings game. I went to the Blackhawks Red Wings game at Wrigley years ago and it was awesome. It was so incredible. It was fucking freezing cold. It was on new year's day, but it was just an absolute blast. And it was special, you know, and I just I don't I think that they've kind of watered it down to the point where it just doesn't have the same. It's not spe- as special anymore. I know it's an amazing atmosphere, Jess. I, I everyone who goes to these things, it doesn't matter. They yeah, love again, it. They say it's again, incredible. Just like, just like my cousin, Sa- I think like my cousin Sarah said too, Kev, it's 
I, I think they're trying to gear it like the all-star game, like where it's more for the kids, right? Like mm. they do a little bit more of a show. They had right. the dog there, right, Jess? They had the dog there. I saw yeah. that. The black dog for the Durham boys. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. And it's probably more for the kids. And it's really cool to have an outdoor game. Don't get like, you know, like, you know, Kamish, you were talking, you know, last couple of weeks about outdoor you know, hockey and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I think it just kind of took away a little of the jump. That's all. Well, I think yeah, the I fan fest was more so geared towards kids because they had a fan fest. They closed out downtown Raleigh for the better part of Friday. Um, the major street that there, and that's fan fest was definitely for the kids. Same with the fan fest that was in the parking lot on Saturday. But uh, the tailgating, it, there was, it was, a, it was a good time for adults. Cool. I mean, granted it's alcohol that makes it a really good time. Mm-hmm. But Never it was hurts, a show. Right? Always it good. Was, always good idea. Oh, the only, I, I remember when the Flames played the Habs. Uh, when I think they brought, they had just brought back the outdoor classic, and the the Flames played the Habs at uh, Man Stadium where they do the, their uh, CFL games. And I just remember, I, I wasn't in Calgary at that time, but I remember watching it. It was like minus thirty or something, and I was just like, I no, like well, I mm-hmm. I do not want to go watch a game standing at minus thirty. And so it is kind of cooler. To, they're doing a little warmer clim- climates, right, and being able to make it work. Uh, but yes, I do yeah. think the shine is kind of off of them uh, now. But the only cool thing about them is they they get cool new jerseys, which I'm a big jersey yeah. guy, right? So, uh, so getting yeah. the cool jerseys is is pretty sweet. Uh, and so yeah, I see. Oh, cool. oh nice. Jersey. So yeah. So um, did anyone else do anything exciting this week? No. No. Today I was on. Uh, today I was on the uh, missing. I got, a fight, I got a fight with my family. If that means anything. Did you, did you win? <laughs> I, no, I never win. I got in a fight in our seats before the game even oh, started. Boy. Not a yeah, fist alcohol. fight, but a verbal fight. Alcohol. Nice. Nice. Um, so hey, I was on. The po- he started I was- it. I was on a different podcast. I was on Missing Curfew with Shane O'Brien and Scotty Upshaw really cool group of dudes. Like they just want to talk beer league. And I told them some stories, you know, obviously uh, we talked about strippers at one point. Uh, we talked about baggies of cocaine. Uh, we talked about uh, basically everything that goes into beer league, right? All that good stuff, drinking beer. And so it was a good one. So their new episode will be out on uh, Thursday or Friday or so. So check that out. Um, so, yeah, so that's basically what's went on this week. And I, I'm rushing through this because I want to get to the guests. Cause I, I want to hear the answers to these questions. So Nikki, you want to announce them or you want, you want me to announce them? Yeah, no, I, I'll take it. You know what I mean? I, I, we've got, so guys, we've got coming on a buddy of mine. His name's Trevor Gillies. Uh, he's a legend. Um, you know, uh, he's got over 50 games in the NHL, uh, but he's been a, a long time pro uh, at one of the toughest SOBs that you'll ever see, but he's also one of the humblest, nicest guys you'll ever meet as well too. And this is kind of, the, I like having a guy like Trevor because, you know, he, he really does epitomize what a warrior and a fighter is but at the same time too he's also one of the best guys in the world right you have too many got people thinking that oh you know and i wanted to bring him on especially on a you know with the beer league because like we talked about before you know you get beer leaguers sometimes that think they're going to go out there and they're going to you know be this and that uh trevor lived the life and he is the epitome of what a real tough guy a hockey player could play the game, could fight the fight, and everything that you wanted out of a teammate. So uh, I'm really pumped that he uh, that he's on here. I've you know I've loved his career for a long time. Uh, he probably doesn't remember he play, I played against him back in the day, uh, but I was just a you know snot roast you know rookie. Well, he was a legend. So um, it's really cool to have him on. He's fought some great guys like Yabo. Uh, he's fought Biz um and kick the shit out of him too so that's always fun to talk about um but he's a great guy and i'm really happy to have him on here all right well let's uh let's get uh let's get him on right here here we go quite the intro there trevor yeah hey trevor, what's going on man? Yeah, thanks for thanks, uh, thanks i appreciate it we don't really uh, uh get a whole lot of hockey down here in the south but uh happy to be on here with you guys hey where, where are you at right now trevor uh, I live in uh, Evans, Georgia, the nice part of Augusta, Georgia, home of the Masters. My wife's born oh, and raised here. We, we were just in uh, Savannah, Georgia, actually playing hockey uh, last weekend. Nice. Uh, they got that new team. What is it called? Uh, the Ghost Pirates. Ghost Pirates. Ghost Pirates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we were actually, we do, we do uh, draft experience tournaments all over the world. And uh, we just happened, we were trying to go to Jacksonville. They got a, a new rink uh, down there. And the guy said, hey, we're actually opening up a facility in uh, Savannah, I know it doesn't sound sexy 
but I, I, I think people would enjoy it. And we, man, we had a blast down there. So to say there is no, not much hockey down there. There's a, there was a ton that weekend. That's for sure. That's awesome. So, uh, first off, uh, again, I just want to say thank you for coming on on behalf of, uh, you know, everyone on this, uh, on the panel here, but also in our, in our beer league players group, we really appreciate it. Um, are, are you still playing hockey right now or, uh, or, or what, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I think I'd have a heart attack if I, uh, if I went out there, to be honest with you, I'm a little heavy. Uh, I'm like, I was up to 272. I'm a big hunter, um, hunter and fisher. Um, huge passion of mine now that i'm done we don't have a hockey rink here anymore so the james brown arena downtown which used to be the civic center where the links played um the refrigeration the pipes are all messed up so we've been trying to get a, uh, another team back here another you know there was a vote to um tear down the old james brown arena and build a state-of-the-art facility so we could get like the top concerts minor league sports um you know the top comedian acts and it got voted down in richmond county so we're hoping to get one in Columbia County. We would need a practice facility because that now is a trampoline park. So in order for me to go play hockey, which would help me lose some weight, uh, I'd have to drive like 88 miles to Irmo, which is on the other side of Columbia. Oh boy. Yeah. That's that man. That's a shame. Yeah. But, uh, just, just looking, just looking through, I mean, it looks like you played uh, professional hockey for 18 years from 99 to 2017, 2018. That, that's quite a career. Uh, in there, uh, yeah. the one, que the first question that I, that I have to ask, um, and, and just so you know, we've got a lot of users that, that like they're in the chat right now saying they miss you in Charleston, uh, oh, nice. long time, uh, stingray. Uh, and so, you know, what was your favorite, favorite city that you were a part of in terms of, uh, in, in your pro career? Ooh, that's tough. So yeah, I played 19 years pro, um, started out in the East coast, um, love the East coast. You know, it's more like I didn't go to college. I played major junior in the OHL. So you know, it's more of what I would consider my, uh, like a college atmosphere. You know, you ask the guys after practice, if you want to go have, um, you know, lunch or play golf, you know, at that level, um, you know, it's not all about dollars and cents and who's getting called up and who's not, it's more of a brotherhood and, you know, you'll have a ton of guys, um, want to go. So, um, started out there, um, was kind of an up and down guy. I was a defenseman and all through junior, all growing up. And then in order to make the transition, um, you know, I became a, a fourth line plug. You want to want to call it whatever enforcer, uh, big brother, you know, doing the dirty work so the good guys can win. Um, and, you know, luckily I had Tom Rowe, who actually lives in Charleston now, a longtime uh, coach at all levels. And he put a lot of work in with me. And uh, to be honest, I kind of wish I would have listened to Mark Hunter back in the day when I had him in Sarnia and switched to wing. But. Um, you know, I was 19th overall pick to the OHL and thought I, I could make it as a D-man. But, uh, you know, the game changed a lot and uh, I wasn't exactly blessed with the best set of hands. Um, so, you know, I used them in another way. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, well, I didn't even answer your question. Yeah, you so. I was going to say you didn't answer your question. I've been hit a lot. So my favorite places, uh, I love Charleston. Finished my last three years there. Played for an amazing woman. Uh, and Anita Zucker, huge philanthropist. Charleston's an amazing city. Uh, first year there, we made it to the semis. I was trying to win a cup at the end of the ride. Uh, tried to win a ring, Kelly Cup. Uh, we made it to the semis. Second year, we made it to the finals. Third year, I had another concussion. Had to call it quits just off a routine hit, not from the fight. Fights were going well at that level. Um, so love Charleston. Um, obviously loved Long Island. Um, getting to live out my boyhood dream in the best league in the world. That was amazing. Um, I loved Russia, um, got treated very, very well in Russia, um, by, a, by, a, um, a, you know, a family over there playing the KHL was cool. You know, we're going to Prague, Czech Republic, Bratislava, Slovakia, Riga, Latvia. There's like 20 countries. It's phenomenal. Loved Finland the next year. I didn't play there that long. Kind of got sent out to take care of a guy. And, um, you know, we all know that incident. You can, you can be watched. Um, I knew he wouldn't fight me. So they planned it. It was all planned to glove punch. Glove punch Yarko Rutu, and I did, and it became a media circus, so it got bought out. But Helsinki, Finland is a beautiful place, tons of architectural cobblestone streets. It's just absolutely beautiful. And they love their hockey there, and the guys are very much North American. They block shots. They they work hard. They're, they're animals off the ice. I mean, in the game, they're savage. They run every day. I mean, I felt like I was on a damn crack scholarship. I was dying. Um, 
my favorite place in the American League, uh, city-wise, was Portland, Maine. I played on a powerhouse team. The whole team played in the NHL. I'm not going to name drop. You can look it up. Um, you know, Corey yeah. Perry, Ryan Getzlaff, uh, they yeah, were down with us for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was insane. Um, but that's just that's such a cool city, old port. You got the ocean, the beaches. Really cool spot. But I played in many great places. Um, you know, even cities that people would consider dumps, uh, you know, I love too. Like Lowell, Mass was amazing. Uh, best ice I've ever skated on there. You know, some cool little bars. Um, you know, as it was just a great journey, man. And, uh, you know, to be honest, uh, I don't talk hockey down here. So, like, this is super cool. I feel like I'm in a locker room with, with you with you four, you know? Yeah, well, that's uh, the, the whole the whole premise of the show and the, and the BLPA is that uh, we're just an extension of the dressing room. Uh, none of us are good at hockey. Well, I mean, maybe maybe Nick's good at hockey. I don't know. I've never seen him play. But the rest of us not good at hockey, but we're good at drinking beer and having fun. And that's in the locker rooms, right? I do want to circle back though and ask you about uh, Russia because you always hear so many crazy ass stories about playing in Russia. And you were over there, it looks like 20, 24 games over, over in Russia. Are things as, as just fucking crazy over there as, as people make it out to be? In terms of what? Just, just the whole hockey atmosphere. It just seems like things are just going fucking off the walls all the time. Yeah. I mean, but- um, it's, it's a unique experience um, compared to, you know, in America or North America, you know, some of the Canadian NHL teams, I mean, people get wild when there's a goal or a fight or a huge, you know, those are pretty much the two times um, that they're wild. Um, in Europe, it's like flags and drums and yeah. singing and chants. It's like a soccer atmosphere. And whether you're losing or not, it's incredible. They do it all game. Um, so it's very much like that over there. You know, they got dancing girls that are, um, you know, not hard on the eyes and putting on a good show for the fans. Um, just a really unique experience, very different than here. You know, you, we, we, we weren't the best team over there, but, um, you know, my, my boss liked to have tough guys. So, you know, I got to play with my best buddy that you guys brought up at the beginning intro, um, Jeremy Yablonski. I was best man at his wedding. He's one of my groomsmen. And we played together in Peoria and fought a million times, but he brought me over there. I got to live with him. Uh, we worked out every day together. So it was just like, cool. I got to travel the whole world with my, with my best buddy. Um, and, and, it was guys, awesome. and Gilly, don't to interrupt you, buddy, but I just want to say real quick, it goes back to what we, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> have brought up earlier in the past couple of weeks is Gilly has actually fought Yabo. And just like you just said there, they've had like battles. Times, and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's been his best man. So, you know, it goes back to what we've talked about before about, you know, it, it's just part of the game and it's not it, it's not a hate or a, or an anger thing. It, it's just part of the game. Yeah, but let's 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 stir the pot a little because we're going to have Yabo on maybe next week, depending on when he's better. Who, who is a better fighter? And I hope you say you just so we can really <laughs> rise nah, it, it ain't like that. I mean, um, you know, I have a great left hand. And, um, you know, to be honest, Yabo, like if I could pick anyone to be on my side um, in a war, he would be right beside me. Um, he's a phenomenal human being. Um, most of the tough guys are. And it's a very humbling job. You know, you take anyone lightly at any time, um, you know, whether it's in the minors, you'll be embarrassed in front of your home crowd or the road and looking at the lights. If, you know, if it's higher levels, I mean, you're getting embarrassed in front of millions of people. It's happened to me before. So, um, you know, I just did a, a great human and I'm honored to call him a friend and I'm glad I made it through all those fights. It's a very tough dude. One of the toughest I've ever fought. Um, he's a six. What people don't know is Jeremy Oblonsky was a six-time Golden Glove champion, and he also won two heavyweight belts in MMA. So I'm glad he's on my team. And uh, if I ever get the call, uh, if it ever gets wild, um, you know, I got one hell of a teammate by my side. You know, the loyalty is always to the crest on the front, not the name on the back. We take that. We take that very seriously. For sure. All right. Well, I, I, obviously, I want to ask you about your time in the NHL, and this kind of this kind of leads into it. But uh, the most people. Uh, the, the question that most people brought up when we said, Hey, we're going to have Trevor Gillies on, you know, what's something you want to hear. And they, they, they want to talk about uh, the legendary line brawl with the pins. <laughs> so they just, they just want you, I guess they just want you to kind of go through it. And are so, any you know, of you, are any of you Pens fans on here? No, who's a Pens fan? My girl Jess <laughs> has got a hurricane shirt on. I mean, I, I was last cut there two years in a row. I love Raleigh. It's, it's awesome there. Yeah. It's a cool place. Yeah. 
So, no, um, you know, obviously we weren't the best team in the league at the Islanders, but, um, you know, Rick DiPietro is pretty much how I got my shot. So, um, you know, I don't talk to Ricky as much, but he's like a brother. I mean, I love the guy. And, um, you know, Ricky got sent down. His body was falling apart. He's the hardest working athlete I've ever played with. He's absolutely ripped. He's ripped up like a bad report card. He looks like when you go to the doctor and there's the muscle chart and the bone chart, he looks like the muscle chart. You see every fucking muscle on his whole body. Um, he got sent down for conditioning coming off a hip or knee. Uh, I think both. And I was in the gym on a game day and he was starting and he, he came out to me. He goes, Hey Gilly. I'm like, Hey Ricky, what are you doing? And, uh, he goes, I'm working out, but what are you doing? I said, I'm working out too, buddy. He goes, you're playing tonight, right? I said, yeah, man, I'm fine. He goes, do you always work out on game day? And so I fought Paul Beeson that the year before and, um, he did all those little Jersey jabs kind of hit his head and um you know i was winning the fight uh, but we went off balance and i smashed my head like we went up in the air and instead of being on the side and tucked my chin on either way he's taller than me and i smashed my head against the ice because you take your helmets off like warriors in the nhl and, shit. and um i was told i should never play again and i literally told the lady i said well i might be crazy but i can assure you once i get better i'm gonna fight more than ever i'm gonna train more than ever and i'm gonna make the nhl so you know, that's why I worked out because I almost lost my career and I was taking it very seriously. So me and Ricky became good buddies and, and training partners. And, and, uh, he went and told Garth about me and that's how I got the call. So, you know, when we play in Pittsburgh, um, he got dropped in a fair fight, um, you know, by, I think Johnson and that, that was fine. There's no problem with that. I mean, that happens. Everyone loses fights. Um, but they made a, they were laughing about it constantly on sports center, TSN and all that, making a mockery of us. Like we were a doormat. We had some in-house closed meetings and decided we weren't going to let that happen anymore. So we got up in a game and unfortunately for Dan Grady, um, you know, he was running around like he thought he was Derek Bugard out there. You know, I played against him in the minors and he didn't say a word, but up there, he thought I was going to be stuck on the bench riding the pine. And, um, you know, I played for Jack for a year and a half in Bridgeport. And kept looking at Cappy and said, don't worry, big guy, you're going to get your shot soon. So I went out to the draw. Instead of even looking at the puck, I faced him like Doug the Thug in the Goon or whatever the other guy is. Bars. <laughs> told him, I said, you touch the puck or you touch any of I said, you touch any of my teammates or the puck this shift and it's on. And he laughed, had a bunch of choice words to say to me. And we went up ice. Didn't get it, didn't get it in over the blue line. You know, that's a no, no came back down and he was going for the puck and uh, we were way ahead. So that's kind of how it all started. There was a bunch of other hits that happened. So pretty much, you know, we decided we were going to stick up for the brotherhood and the Jersey and pretty much everyone was fighting. Blake Como fought. Uh, I mean, Bailey fought. I mean, you got Jack Hillen fighting. I mean, you got everyone fighting. So, you know, everyone kind of remembers that. And obviously, uh, you know, when you do the dirty work, um, you know, you get dinged a little bit of money, but that's okay. I mean, if I wouldn't have done some, some things that I had to do, um, cause I'm not that guy anymore. When the helmet went on, I was an animal. So, um, you know, I probably would have been sent down and made a lot less money. So, you know, the keyboard warriors could say what they want, but at the end of the day, I know all the guys in that locker room and the fans, they still love me. So that's really my family and friends. That's all I really care about, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, you know, I think uh, no, I, I, I haven't really read any negative stuff uh, about that. I'm sure there's, I mean, because everyone. Oh, man, I don't Twitter have Twitter for a reason because yeah. I'm too fiery. I'll fire back. Like, you think Beast <laughs> Net fires back? I'll rip someone a new one. I was one of the best chirpers there ever was in this game. It's a, you it. actually remind um, me of. Positive like, end, you know, or otherwise I'm not taking it. Yeah, like like Brad Marchand is one of those guys that you're like, well, you shouldn't have Twitter because you're going to get ripped, but he just rips everyone back and it just seems to yeah. work. Well. Very talented. I mean, I played against him in the minors. He's a phenomenal player. I mean, people can say what they want. You know, he, he pisses people off and he fills the net and he's a superstar. So, yeah, yeah everyone has, everyone's got, a piece. Go ahead. That's why, he's got Stanley, that's why he's got Stanley Cup rings and he's got, you know what I mean? I, I, you, play the, you play the type of game that's going to get you where you're at, whether it's fighting, whether it's being a little, you know, rat, whether it's being nasty, it, it, you know, you do whatever you want to, you got to do to stay in that, in that league. I don't hundred percent in any league. I mean, you I knew do, I wasn't talented enough. You, do. you know, I'm scoring a goal here and there. I mean, 
you know, I, I could skate. I was a great hitter and I was a better teammate. Um, I took great pride in being the big brother and helping young guys and protecting the investment in the minors and, and got blessed to get the shot. Right. Um, where a lot of guys that might've been better players than me and just as tough never got the shot. So, you know, very grateful for that. I want to chime in from the peanut gallery. And this is actually a question for Kev. Uh, they're, they're describing Trevor's game and Nick's game. They want to know what kind of game you play, Kev. They don't want to know. Kyle wants to know. Okay, okay. Kyle wants to know what kind of game you play. <laughs> I, I play, I play my own type of game, Kyle. <laughs> I was more like a, my, my role was always third line penalty kill. That's what I was. A, I was a pretty good penalty killer. That was really my, uh, my role. Third line center penalty kill. That's, hey, that's a good, Hey, everyone's got to have an important role. job. I yeah. loved it. I honestly loved it. I, you know, I mean, it was just, it was something that I was good at. I was, I was not great at putting the puck in the net. I was a good passer, but, uh, do you like to eat, do you like to eat biscuits or what? <laughs> do I like to what? Eat biscuits like block shots. Um, I don't know. It's, it was men's league, you know, it was adult league. I oh, mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know that I, uh, I don't know that I would have <laughs> blocked a whole lot of shots. <laughs> inadvertently uh, inadvertently sometimes <laughs> yeah, i try to get out of the way that thing that motherfucker hurts yeah, yeah someone had, had too many too many trips to the er and and uh and just just pain you know I have so, I have, one, you can't tell I but i got it. so many scars it's insane yeah uh, um okay so i got i got this is a three-part question and, and it has to do with helmets and so they they wanted to get your opinion on this trevor um uh -huh. they, they they want to know what your thoughts are on the cur current helmet related rules the three of them are Mandatory half shield visors. If you lose a helmet and cannot instantly retrieve it, you have to stop play and go to the bench. And should players be allowed to take off helmets before engaging in fights? Um, from a guy that's been through a lot of concussions, uh, I don't recommend taking the helmet off at the NHL level. Um, if they're one of the guys grandfathered in. Um, I do think it's very unfair that a guy like Matt Martin or some of the guys without visors uh, you know, or engaging with a guy with a shield on, like he's hiding behind a windshield. Um, so in those cases, I do think they should be able to take the helmet off. It's doing more damage to their hands. Um, I mean, I can't straighten my fingers. Like that's all I got, you know? Like, so, you know, that's from helmets more than heads. Um, yeah, no, I don't like it. I mean, I like taking my helmet off in the minors. I mean, you kind of, it separates the men from the boys, right? So like, everyone can act tough with a cage on. Um, but, you know, you better have some good head movement when someone grabs you in, in the middle of uh, your jersey. Um, you know, they're only two, three inches away from a jersey jab. And if you can connect with the jersey jab, you can land the two. So, you know, I still train. I still do uh, fight training all the time. Um, I do think it's kind of crazy. I do think it should be a player's choice. But I understand the league, um, you know, the way it's going. and. You know, I have a friend that lost an eye, um, not from a fight, um, and why we wear visors. Um, you know, he's a great man. He's a good friend. He's coaching in the American League. It's not a secret, but I won't say his name on here. Um, so that was tough to see. You know, I was in the lineup, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's terrible. So you only get two eyes, just like you only get one brain, so you kind of got to protect it. But I do miss, like, some of the wild physicality in the game. Um you'd have to be some kind of caveman and not realize how talented it is now and how fast it is and how great of a product it is. But I do wish there was a little more battle in front of the net. And, you know, if a guy's got his head down because he's been stick handling, doing these drills on YouTube his whole life and he doesn't have his head up, I feel like you should be able to bury him, but you know, I'm a fossil. So I'm one of the last of the dinosaurs, like get your head up and then, okay, well then you got to place your shoulder in the right spot. But if your head's buried like this the whole time, I mean, what do you expect? Kind of, kind of yeah. wakey, wakey, yeah. wakey, wakey. I mean, it's yeah. Uh, you guys answered so, one of the questions I was going to ask is how do you feel about the NHL like transitioning away from having all of the like the enforcer area to more of this like sorry the enforcer era to more of this like skill only era? Do you think it's part of the game that's missing? Like as a fan, I think when there's fights on the ice, you maybe get one a game, but they're they're just not what they used to be and we all stand up and cheer but it is a totally different game yeah i mean i agree with you i mean obviously i'm a pro fight guy i mean i still watch i don't watch hockey a lot but i'm watching the fights um i'm not missing them i'm making sure i'm going to some of the fight sites or i'm watching them on youtube or um, instagram whatever i mean there's been some doozies though you know like this delorier kid i mean revo i mean luch i mean there's still some real tough boys out there 
Um, and I love those are the guys I like. I mean, I like some guys with some sandpaper, you know? I mean, watching women's hockey, like I like the girls that are more physical, you know, like uh, that aren't afraid to go to the hard areas and go to the net and take a beating to score a goal. Like, I mean, it ain't all about fighting. I mean, it's, they've gotten rid of a lot of the warrior mentality. Um, and I do, truly think that game will, with the, how good it is now and how talented it is, um, that it could grow a lot more with a little more physicality. But do you, do you think, think guys are taking a lot more liberties nowadays? Because I see it too. I, 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 I'm just saying, I see it too. I, I think guys out there are not, like you said, having their head up as much. They're taking a lot more liberties than they've ever had before. I, I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it, it's changed in that aspect as well. You know, it, guys are getting away with a lot more shit than they've ever gotten away before because they don't have to worry about someone like yourself. You know, uh, so, I, I mean, especially with goaltending and things like that. I couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, it's like some of the smaller countries, right? I mean, why do you think there's a lot of wars in those countries? Because they're yeah. not, they don't have a nuclear weapon. They don't, they're not a threat. When you have a nuclear weapon that his main job is to create energy and smash bodies and, and look after the brotherhood and be willing to bare knuckle fight, it's the only sport left that has it. Um, it's an ultimate deterrent. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that game, but you know, you play a lot of the same teams all the time, and you know, guys remember that. So the people only see the incidents and the suspensions, but there's always a reason for things. You know, it might be a couple games later, but you know, we're gonna get our pound of flesh, like we're a family. So it's like well, you guys I mean, up here. Oh, Gilly, like look at this kid right now. This kid in the O, right? He just got another nine game suspension. He's only five nine, 150 pounds. And it, it, this is a 10-game suspension. This is his ninth time suspended. And if you look at all his suspensions, it's spearing. It's, uh, it's you know, it's a major slash. It's, you know, he speared a fan. It, it's nothing like, you know, like a good suspension. You get what I'm saying? And uh -huh. he's doing it time after time over again because there's no one to stop him. And that's when I get pissed off, right? There's too many liberties out there nowadays from – from players that just don't understand it and their mouths are too big and their, and their attitudes are too big because they don't have to deal with a guy like you or worry about a guy like yourself. That's going to have someone else's back that, you know, they're doing that too. I, it just doesn't make sense to me anymore. I agree. Yeah. And it's big business. It's big business. So even the guys who are still left that are, you know, considered heavyweights now that would have been light heavyweights back in the day or yeah. whatever. Heavyweights, I mean, they really, they handcuff them from being able to truly, enforce or or look after yeah. the brothers um yeah uh, you know it's an ultimate deterrent i mean if you if someone came up to you in the street and you felt threatened and they're running their mouth well what are you gonna yeah. do like yeah exactly. you're gonna fight or flight no i'm gonna smash their teeth in and we'll worry about what the repercussions that come after but that you yeah. know then they learn so just like when you're a kid right like um boy or girl i mean there's always bullies right are you gonna let that person keep messing with you whether they're a little guy like this guy sticking people or not i mean it's an ultimate deterrent you you want to stop the problem you better stand up for yourself or it's going to continue to happen because people prey on the weak exactly 100 there's one reason why i don't fight and that reason uh is because it it hurts to get fucking punched in the face and so my question to you trevor is who hits you the hardest in your fighting career in, in hockey Ooh, that's a good question um it's very tough to say because I fought so much, um, you know, from I left home at 15 and, you know, had a ton of penalty minutes and did it the whole way. And then all the way through pro, like I wasn't confused on what was going to get me to the dance. Like, it's not like I was scoring a ton of goals in the OHL. I had six goals my last year as a defenseman. So, um, you know, I'd have to probably, I don't even know if the punch was hard, to be honest with you. I've said this on many other podcasts, but like the only guy that ever knocked me out was Bugard. I mean, it was like you go into the, your top steakhouse anywhere in America, whether it's Raleigh, New York, and getting the best filet or, you know, tomahawk ribeye or whatever. I mean, and it's got the garlic butter on there and you don't even really need a knife to cut it. You just, you just push through it and, it, you know, it's like that perfectly placed shot. Um, right on the button. I don't even remember it. I couldn't tell you if it was hard or not. Um, but it obviously was because the lights went out. So, um, you know, but I've been hit a lot by a lot, by a lot of tough dudes. Um, 
yeah, I broke, my nose has been broken five times. Luckily I got all my teeth. I bit down on that mouth guard pretty hard, but I got over 400 stitches in my head and face. Um, so, uh, wow. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, there's no easy fights in the heavyweight division in any level. No. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, we're not playing patty cake. Punches aren't vitamins is what I said. Did you ever yeah. get out there and think and like actually be like, man, I regret my decision right now? Do you ever have any yeah. of those moments? No, never. I mean, um, you know, you you can't have that mentality as a as a fighter, um, Jess. You, you you shouldn't drop your mitts unless you think you're gonna win. Um, you know because this it's a uh, one punch could change your world. Um, so you know I that's why you know most of us studied it every day and and trained whether it was boxing or you know MMA and um, you know grappling and all the different stuff because you know this is how we feed our families um, or get get up to the higher levels i mean you, let's be honest you're not making a whole lot of money at lower levels um so if you want to have a nice house and a good quality of life well you know you gotta you gotta really do something because there's a bunch of other young dudes that are willing to take your you know they want to get to making 115 or whatever the deal is in the ahl you know that's where you can actually do something with your life um you know, so there's always that young buck coming. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, there's a bunch of young, hungry lions and, uh, you know, you have to stay hungry, even if you're the old gray mare or the old lion, right? So, you know, everyone kind of worries about the old gray wolf because he's still around, you know, you, got, you don't know what he's going to do. And he's obviously doing something right if they're still around and you're 40 years old. So, um, you know, but it's, it's not an easy job. It's, uh, you know, not so much the physicality of it. I mean, punch, you don't really feel the punches, to be honest, Nikki. Uh, you were talking about it. Um, you feel them the next day, but when the adrenaline wears off. Um, but when you're in the fight, I mean, adrenaline's a wild drug. Um, yeah. you know, it's too bad they can't bottle it up and sell it. Uh, I'd be a frequent customer. I think it's called um, cocaine. I miss yeah. that. I miss <laughs> that wild, they have natural, some stuff. The natural <laughs> adrenaline. You know, oh. that, that, that's super fun. Uh, okay, so like it's a superhero. In that vein, and I know, listen, I know we're tough guys. You don't want to admit it, but it, it, has there ever been like, you know, like, hey, I'm going here. I'm going to have to fight this, you know, this Yahoo. Uh, is there, but you, but you just don't want. It. You're like, you know, I really don't want to play these guys. Cause I want to fight this guy. Was there ever a guy where you're just like, nah, I just don't, I, I don't want to fight the guy. It's just for whatever reason, I, it's just not a guy I want. I like fighting. No, not really. Um, to be honest, since you're putting it that way, when I fought Bugard for the third time, I fought him in the AHL and then fought on my first NHL game and got dropped. Um, you know, may he rest in peace and condolences to his family and friends. I mean, the guy was an animal, absolutely monster animal. Um, the third fight, to be honest, I, I did fight a more uh, passive. Um, you had to because I was on home ice. He's already devastated me once. You know, I'm one real bad loss away from never getting playing again, you know. Um, so I was doing a lot of triangle blocks and, and he wasn't hitting me in the head, but he beat the crap out of my body. I can tell you that. Um, so, yeah, no more of a defensive fight. You no, know, now looking back, I wish it would have opened up a little more. But at the end of the day, it was more about survival and, and sticking up for the boys. Um, so, you know, there's certain guys. I mean, you're like, oh, it's going to be a good one. And, you know, you you start studying him, you know, you start having a few more sleepless nights or you know some sweats in in bed i mean that's all part of it um you know i don't really know what anxiety is um i'm assuming because i've had it my whole life i just didn't know right like it's just part of the job i mean it's like being a cowboy you know you get bucked off and that's why they wear cages now your face gets smashed by the horns and what are you going to do? You, well, you either quit or you hop back on and rope a ride, you know, and, and that's the very same mentality in hockey fighting is, um, you know, you got to show up, uh, you got to show up night. You got to be ready every shift. And that's the, that's, that's what's wild about the job. It's not, you can't, there is spot pickers. There's lots of guys that pick your spots. They go and they go after the guys who can, they're bigger than or who they think they can beat. But the true guys, then there's so many, there's hundreds there are killers that play They'll fight any win or lose and then be ready maybe two or three times that game i mean that's just that was just the mentality and um unfortunately i think that's how yeah well uh okay well then uh just to ask that question do you, do you ever you know nick nick had said at front it's, it's not about uh it's, it's not about personally it's about doing your job it's a brotherhood but were there people you fought just because you just didn't fucking like them oh yeah oh yeah 
So okay. I fought I fought six of my eight groomsmen, um, and <laughs> some many many some many many times, um, and they're all real tough cats. Um, you know, you, I kind of judge my friends on if I if something really went down, are they going to be are they going to be there, right? It's so whether they're a skilled guy or not, like does he have enough does he have enough cajones, uh, intestinal fortitude, whatever you want to call it, um, to back you up, right? Male or female, like I mean, if Jess goes out and she gets suckered or bottled by some other chick like are her friends just going to stand there or are they going to hop in it don't matter male or female like it's like do you have that do you have are you a fighter or do you got you're going to fight you're going to run um so i know i kind of got rambling there can you repeat that real quick i've been hit a lot <laughs> i was asking if there was anyone that you fought just because you just didn't like them oh yeah there's a few i don't want to name names but there's i got a top five list that i mean if i see now um i'd be a gentleman um because i feel like that's what you're supposed to do but if the if the conversation went sideways at all and they had a problem i mean i'm, I'm still i believe in staying ready even now at 44 years old so um you know I, i'd be down so I, i'd sign a contract right now to fight some of them cage because i know they can do it. <laughs> so basically awesome so I mean, we can't get a list but maybe we can there's get a, a couple list there's a couple like i mean you can go back and watch some you know if you ever see somebody like yabo or me or you know certain guys that um you know they hit people when they're down um that's because they did some stupid ass shit to someone else and uh, that's what you get they're not you know honorable or you'll ask them straight up off the draw or in a shift and they wait till you're at the end of a shift and then they'll grab you when you're dead tired or you know they just changed and you've been out there for been stuck in your own end and they grab you at 45 seconds a minute in like that's just that's on call for so those guys we're, we're gonna hit them until they're done i mean you know until the rest come so there's there's a there's a list i mean there's a list and, and most guys you know they have a list uh, for sure we're not all friends it's not hey buddy like that's the problem with the enforcer role is everyone knew each other right and it's a small list and they started being like hey off the draw hey want to go so we can be relevant in the game like that's not enforcing like old school enforcing is like these guys you see right here behind me bob prover i got kosher stevens mcsorley all of these guys i mean you do the wrong thing and that's that i played in the wrong era because i still feel that if you do, if you take out one of my top guys, whether it's John Tavares, Matt Molson, whoever it was that I was playing with, Panarin when I played in Russia, I'm coming. I'm coming. And all the guys that are like me, I mean, they might not be as brutally honest as me because I'm not in the game. I don't care. I'm, I'm not trying to be a coach. I'm doing very well in business. But I'm coming. It might not be that game, but I'm going to get you. And even if they're not a fighter, like, I'll fall through with a hit uh, with an elbow. Like, I, I'll get them. You know, it, we'll get them. And it's not just me, it's going to be collective. Yeah. You know, it's everyone's pushing and pulling, arriving five mentality, like a wolf pack. When there's a scrum, it's not like nowadays you see like this one D-man getting smashed by three forwards and the goalie and the other guys just standing there and the, and the, the forwards are nowhere to be yeah. seen. It just gets me absolutely sick. Like, I mean, arriving five, like, what? what? Like, you, know, you want to know that you guys got your back. I mean, that feeling, whether they're, Five six, uber talented. Five nine, the best in the world. You think that guy's gonna play a lot better and just have his balls hanging out of his jock if he knows that the rest of the team, whether they're tough guys or not, got his back? It, it's just that is missing, and guys would be even more successful if they had that. Did you did you ever? And this is from uh, the chat, the, 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 the watching the live stream right now. Did you ever fight in an NHL training camp? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you got to do that. I mean, what? I'm not. Yeah, that's how you make the team. <laughs> scoring goals. Yeah, I'm trying to run dudes through the boards and then then have the other team, inner squad, have the other guy try to come challenge me. I mean, because a lot of times, like when you're a, a guy on an NHL two way or entry level deal or you're a young guy, whatever, um, you know, those dudes already got their job. They're on one ways, right? So you got to do something pretty wild to get them riled up where they're going to come fight. They got more on the line to lose. I mean, you might, it only takes four pounds of science. You can look it up. I don't know if you guys got kids or not, but if you're looking the wrong way and your baby that's two or three years old kicks you with its shin and hits you on the button when you're not expecting it, you're probably going to go. It has to be a perfect shot for four pounds of pressure to knock you out, but it's science. It's very hard to land that shot, but it could happen. So like one lucky shot and all of a sudden, well, you're on the radar and you're getting NHL games, right? I mean, most people would cut their balls off to play in one game NHL game. 
Hell yeah. Have you ever gotten in a fight with like your teammate that's made it awkward in the locker rooms or have you ever, do you have somebody that's on your list that you've ever ended up on the same team and like, how do you handle that? Well, I've, I fought lots of guys that I became um, teammates with and then you just, you immediately just become brothers because you've already, um, you know, there's a bond that you share when you're doing the most raw form of competition on the planet, which is bare knuckle fighting. Um, you know, so some of those guys, like they become your best buddies. Like, you know, I used to fight Mike Hoffman all the time. He's from Boston. He's a great guy. You know, he went to, um, what's that school? Connecticut Uni university of Connecticut. He's, yeah. he's, he's huge. You know, he's huge. Known, like, it's funny, Gilly. I, I've known, I, I play, I went, I've known Ricky DePietro since I was 10 years old. I went to high school with him. Yeah, I talk to Ricky all the time. And uh, Hoff, I've known, again, we played together for the Boston Junior Terriers. I've known Hoff for a long time. And Hoff's a great example of, you know, doing what you got to do to get to the NHL. Because growing up, he wasn't like a uh, a big prospect. He, he just wasn't. Yeah. He was a big kid. He didn't, you know, couldn't, you know, wasn't a great goal scorer, that type of thing. And he was cut from teams and shit like that. But he was big and he was strong and he, and he, and he made a living doing it. And I, I love the kid. He's a great guy and he's always been a great awesome. guy, but he's a perfect example of doing what has to be done to get to that, to get to the NHL and, and get to the higher leagues. And I, you know, I give him I, my hats always off to him. Yeah. He's awesome, man. So we fought a ton yeah. and then he got traded to Portland and we became line mates. It's the best hockey I ever played in my life. I mean, I was getting all my points I got that year were with him on his line and we were, we're boys like we I got to hang with him a couple uh, probably about a month and a half ago at our company party. Um, he's not in my industry, but he's helped one of the guys that got me in the industry, um, one of the Devon brothers. So I'm in credit card processing. We won't get into that. But Mikey's a great guy. I mean, there's so many of them, right? Like, you know, you fought him, Jess, and then you become teammates and. Well, now you go from, all right, well, that's one less guy I got to worry about. So, but now we just got forces just got stronger. Right. Um, and then you just do the job for the boys and you got more help instead of doing it by yourself, like some teams. So love when you're on a team with a bunch of other tough dudes, it's, it makes the job a lot easier. You can share some of the weight. For sure. Well, I, I want to end it with uh, two, two questions and then I'll, you can I'll, I'll talk to me as long as you want. Obviously I like to talk and Nick yeah. Well, okay. Well, I mean, the, what, the one I want to know is what was your favorite fight? I'm and still drinking fight? coffee. <laughs> uh, what, what was your favorite That's fight? That's because the CBD hasn't hit in yet. <laughs> I haven't taken it yet, buddy. Don't worry. As soon as I'm off here, I'll be taking it in my medicine. For sure. Uh, what, was, what was your favorite fight in history? And if you could go back and fight anyone in history, who, who would it be? Wow. That's a hell of a Wow. Question. Anyone in history? Are you talking like that? I played against, or who I would have liked well, to have fought? Hey, this is your question. Like, who? Who? Well, the first question is, what was your favorite fight personally that you that you ever had? And then the second one was, if there was anyone that that in history, who would you want to fight? Whew. Well, I'd say my favorite fight of mine is tough. I had I think three hundred eighty six or whatever in pro or whatever. Um, not counting the training camp fights that playoffs, but I'd say probably the most that had the most on the line, to be honest, was not in the NHL, um, was in Russia when I fought Johnny Nastamirasti, who's a killer. He has the hardest head I've ever hit. Um, he grew up with Jeremy in Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan, and Jer was working with me every day, training with me, and um, I knew that I was the one that was going to be fighting him, and there was a lot of pressure. Um, Let's just say I was told I must win this fight. And um, luckily for me, um, I got that one. Um, I never put John down before, and we fought many times. He's an absolute warrior. I have huge respect for him. But that one was huge, and I got a nice bonus for it, too, in cash American money, so that was nice. Um, <laughs> in terms of who I, who I would like to fight from my career, if I could sign up to fight one more guy, I'm going to give away a little bit of the list here. Um, if I could play, and now I'm a little heavy, I would pick Francis Lassard. I would love to keep fighting him over and over and over. Um, <laughs> he's very tough, but I would love to yeah. keep fighting. Um, in terms of 
two guys that I would have dreamed of having on my fight card, um, which I don't know if I would have done well, is the one guy you see in the jersey right there, Bob Probert. He's the GOAT, and um, he's my idol. Um, absolute legend. Um, read his book. His, he's amazing. Um, and then I got to meet – I never got to meet Bob. Um, I got to play for one of my other idols, and Marty McSorley, in uh, 04 Springfield. Um, Marty was an amazing man, worked with me a lot. I truly um, owe him a lot. He taught me when to do it, when not to do it. Um, you know, lots of, th he, he worked with me a lot. And, um, and then the other guy that I got to meet um, last year when I watched Carolina play um, against my Islanders was um, Ty Domi, whose son played for Hurricanes last year. I absolutely love Ty Domi. I grew up close to Toronto. Me and him chat all the time on Facebook. He's an absolute legend and he's a lefty and he's got a hard head and he's a killer. So I don't know how I would have fared against those three guys, but those are my three faves. Um, so that's my answer. If that's that great answer. Great answer. Hey, would you would you ever fight a goalie? If goalie was just being a piece of shit, would would anyone ever fight a goalie, you think? Of course. Okay. I, that's, I, I mean, everyone always says goalies are protected, right? But I just, yeah, no, no. Some goalies can throw them, man. Like uh, I grew up watching this guy when I was young in the OHL. Uh, I never met him, um, but if you look up his scraps, he's an absolute animal. Um, Kluche, Dan Kluche, I think his name was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he didn't give a shit, and um, I loved him. Um, didn't really ever play against him, but I grew up watching him when I was young. When he was, I think he was in Guelph um, with the Storm. And then, um, obviously, Ronnie Hextall. He wasn't afraid to chuck him. Um, loved Ronnie Hextall. Um, Emery, may he rest in peace. That guy was an absolute animal. Um, yeah. He loved fighting. He'd fight heavyweight to me. He didn't give a yeah. shit. Let's just fight against Peters. It's pretty epic. He fought Brian McGratton in practice. Big Earns, tough as hell. We're buddies. He's a great guy. You should get him on here. He's a riot. Oh, I'd, I'd love to get Grats. Gratz is a great dude. Um, I'd love to get her. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm, I talked to Johnny the other day, nasty, you know, cause I, I, I love Johnny too. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's an awesome yeah, yeah he's an awesome guy. And I love, you know, I love that he's on Shorzy now and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I love talking too. about it. And yeah, stuff. I love it too. I watched all yeah. it. Yeah, and he's a good guy. Great I'd show. love to get, I'd love to get bigger and on. Um, I don't know him as well, you know, Gills, but if you can hook me up with Ern, I'd love to talk to him because I, I, I yeah, have not talked to Calgary. I haven't talked to Big Ern in a while, but he's a great dude. I, 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 you know, I, I like bring you together. Three and I do. Guys, I got a wild list in my phone, Nick. Since you know we <laughs> Yeah, well, there's a couple others, you know. I mean, I talk, yeah, I mean, Gil, we'll talk more, but you know, I, like I, I know, you know, like I said, I know a bunch of, but there's some I don't who I'd love to have. And, you know, you obviously have the relationships with them better than I do. I mean, obviously I know Yabo, I know Johnny, Mikey Segroy, I've known for a long time. When we were, when I was 21, he was 22. We're, we're brothers, man. I love that. Yeah. I've known Mikey. I, I, I played a lot of hockey with Mike down here in Florida. Right. And we played, you know, in summer tournaments and shit like beer league stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and we used to, he's gotten in some beer league fights that were pretty funny and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I've always liked Mike and we've gone out and had some beers and stuff like that a couple of times. And it, he's a great guy. So he's going to come on too. Johnny's going to come on. Um, so I love your logo. Guys. You guys got like, you guys got hats and swag and shit or what? Yeah, we, we sell, I mean, like, we got, we sell a ton of merch uh, right now online. If you just go to, I'll, I'll send you, so I'll get your address from uh, Nick and I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you some shirts and, and some hats. Yeah, I'll, I'll post for your social media and shit. Yeah, I love perfect. it. That's a cool ass logo. Hey, thanks. Isn't yeah, it? we'd uh, we. Where are you all located? Not, I, I mean, in, I know it's your show, but where are you guys located? All over. Yeah, I'm I'm in Calgary. So when you talk about bigger, and that would that would be a great get for me because I'm a huge Flames fan. I love Calgary. It's what uh, a great city. Yeah, it's it was great until this morning when I woke up and we had 11 inches of snow overnight, and it just kind of. You know, I had to had to spend forty five minutes shoveling out to get in here. <laughs> yeah, don't miss that. We don't we don't get no snow down here, buddy. Yeah. So yeah. I, so uh, Calgary, and then obviously Jess in Raleigh, and then uh, yeah. Kevin's in Chicago. No, no snow in Raleigh. No, I'm in I'm in Colorado, yeah. just outside Boulder. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're for, yeah. You yeah. you're in oh, Colorado. Boulder. You I'm a ski snowboarder? A uh, skier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. I want to go out there. I want to. 
It's awesome, man. It's a great place to live. I used to, I lived in yeah. Chicago most of my life, but it's, this is a nice change. You got some great medicine, uh, great medicine stores too for the brand. <laughs> don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, uh, <laughs> Here's Anyone who's asking questions, you don't listen to the doctor and take pills. Go, yeah. go to one of those yeah. stores. And um, do it all right, right well, before we let you get out of here, um, let, let's talk about, uh, what, what you're doing now. I know, uh, uh, you did us a great favor, uh, coming on. Sorry. I'm just pulling up the, uh, the text message just so we can get it. It's card connect partners, uh, card connect partners.com. So I want to talk a little bit about that so we can give you a little plug and, and maybe send some, some, some stuff your way if we can. Yeah, definitely don't go to the website cause I won't be your guy and you won't be able to deal with me and my team by our cell phones. Um, so, but no, I, Merchant Pro Express is where it was. It's actually, uh, was headquarters was in Long Island. So I work with a team of ex-athletes, uh, a lot of, some ex-hockey players, the Devon brothers, Molly Devon, the sister, a bunch of ex-basketball players. And we guarantee savings or we'll give them $1,000. It's not a sales line. It's a fact. It's an industry that drastically overcharges. And pretty much whether it's a virtual terminal, e-commerce, um, terminals, whatever solution they need, mobile payments, we guarantee savings on all their rates and iTunes also can do the new dual pricing which normally which was cash discounting where they pass the fee on to clients for smaller businesses smaller average tickets so now i do it every day um absolutely love helping people and so it's my new platform by the big guy to, tr to truly be able to provide value and, and help people um yeah i'm a big relationship guy so you know they're not calling another country nothing wrong with that but um you know if something needs to be done we get right on it and, and get it fixed and um yeah, I like it. Um, I get to be home with my family. Uh, my daughter is growing like a weed. 5'10 volleyball player, 15 years old. And my son's uh, in fifth year of college, 22-year-old. So he changed my life. I was wild as hell when I came around. He's my stepson. And um, I have a great wife. And we got a great little life here in the South. You know, if you like golf, fishing, hunting, and beaches, and lakes, and, and uh, pretty people to look at, uh, just knows it's a, it's a great spot down South. Yeah, for sure. Well, you told you said people don't go to the websites; they can't deal with you. Can we give out your email address so people can contact you directly? Yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to add me on social media, it's at uh, Gillies14 on Instagram. I do comment, and I, it's actually me. I talk to my fans. Um, you know, they can you can gladly give them my email. It's it's P Gillies G I L L I E S the ad symbol card connect partners with an S dot com um hopefully it's legitimate stuff uh because if you roast me in my my email i'm coming back hard with the left hand <laughs> <laughs> you'll be the first email i send in the morning yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the car connect does a really good job of, of blocking a lot of uh, anything unwanted so you know i'll have to go check the, check the other folder if they're not in my uh, thing but that's no problem yeah no i love it and so you know, I help all all size businesses, whether they're you know micro merchants doing you know twenty to fifty thousand a month, all the way up to some doing millions and millions a month with them. So, um, you know, I like it, and um, you know, I, I get to be home instead of. Uh, I mean, being coaching would have been nice, but Mrs. Gills is what we call her because I played so so long. I was playing with nineteen, twenty, twenty one year olds when I was like right at forty. Um, so he didn't really like Mrs. Gills, and I loved it, so it stuck. So, um, no, she was a trooper for 19 years. So kind of promised her that, um, when it was over, it was over. So yeah, I truly missed the game. I'm going to watch uh, with one of my doctor clients. He's, uh, owns a foot and ankle group. Great guy. We're going to have some beers and stuff like that and go watch uh Friday night at his place. He's got a, like a hundred inch TV. We're going to watch the Isles, which is the game. So it'll be cool. awesome. I don't even have a hockey package because my wife steals the TV, the big TV. <laughs> we gotta have a little, little, little yeah, little we gotta change that. that. We gotta change that. I gotta get one in here soon. Yeah. So, uh, well, I want to thank you again for coming on uh, with us. I, I know uh, you know gets gets late on uh, on the uh, on the East Coast there when we're when we're when I'm in Mountain Time Zone, but I uh, just want to say thank you for coming on and, and telling us stories. And you're welcome anytime. Any, anytime you want to come on and and talk hockey, just uh, get with Nick and. I'll send you. Uh, I'll, I'll send you some swag, and you can take photos of yourself. And, and Dude, I would us. love that. I'll rock it proudly. Um, thank you guys very much for having me. And uh, another thing I wanted to bring up is if there's any ex pros that played at any level, um, Nick knows we've created a group. I'm tired of losing guys. Um, you know, from different types of deaths. Um, we call it the locker room. 
um, but it's the uh, professional hockey players uh, assistance um, program. And it's, um, it's fantastic. And we do a call uh, twice a month, um, you know, every, pretty much every other first Wednesday. Yeah, it's and first and third Wednesdays. And, um, you know, it's one thing you have as an athlete, male or female, is when you're done, um, you know, whether you went to college or not, if you built the right relationships, is you have a great, so we're able to truly provide value and help, and help other guys, whether it's finding them jobs or getting them connected with the right people to help them with some some old injuries or concussions and um, just things, just support system where yeah. we can have that Because we all really cool. miss when we're done in the game, right? We miss the the boy time or, you know, Jess, you going out with your girls and, and having a bunch of wine, you know, and whatever. Um, you know, we miss, you miss that, that camaraderie, um, you know, more so than the bag skates and the politics and some of the other stuff. But you definitely miss the nice dinners with the Rouge and, and the card games and, and the boys. So it, it's a cool thing we're doing. So if anyone's played any games at any level of uh, pro, um, you'll be able to join us and um, you know, reach out to me on, on uh, social media as well, Facebook or Instagram, and uh, we'll get you added. And um, you can come on if, if you were able to play, uh, if you played any pro games. For sure. Yeah, definitely a great cause. Uh, and, and like I said, I, I know that uh, I'm not a pro hockey player, but uh, you know, I've talked to a few buddies that were, and you know, they say the same thing, tired of losing people uh, for whatever reason. So to have a support group is great. So if you are uh, ex-pro at, at any level, just uh, get, get in touch with uh, with Coach Nick here, uh, Nicky Boston, and, and he'll get you lined up. But, uh, again, thank you very much, Trev, for uh, coming on. Thanks, Gilly. Thank you very much. Thanks, great. And, uh, Gilly, I'll talk to you later, bud. Thank you. All right. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a great night. Thank Bye. You. Later. You too. Bye. Bye. What a guy. What a yeah. guy. He's awesome. He's yeah, super interesting. Guy. Yeah. I mean, obviously you like hearing all the stories about the fights and stuff. Maybe next time we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get him to reveal a little bit of more of that list. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know the guy he was talking about. Did you guys know the guy he was talking yeah. about? Yeah, Alessandra, yeah, he's an ass. The kid's okay. ass. <laughs> I figured. I mean, that seemed like that. Hey, really and, and Gilly, <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. Like, Gilly, uh, Gilly's the kind of guy that won't say that kind of shit, right? And for him to even say, like, the little thing he did, it, it was, I could see it in Gilly's face, like, he didn't want to, right? It's just right. the way Gilly is. But I can say it. The kid's an ass. <laughs> and and Gilly, to, you know, and I understand why Gilly wants to, you know, would throttle him every time he played him, right? Because um, he just, he's he's the epitome of what, uh, you know, when Gilly talks about that one asshole on the ice that just runs around and has no respect, he'll fight you at the end of your shift or, because that's the worst thing as a fighter. There's nothing worse than being at the end of your shift, you know, 45 seconds, you're out there 50, and you get a guy that just got on the ice and now he wants to, you know, throw with you. It's the worst. Sometimes it has to happen. Don't get me wrong, because it's part of the game. But when a guy's just doing it to make a reputation, it, that's just—it's it, unprofessional, it, it, and it's not something that should ever be done. And a guy like Gilly would still do it, but it, it's not the right thing to do. And he's the kind of guy that'll do it every fucking game. It, he'll find a guy. Right. He'll wait to the end of the shift, jump on the ice, and try to fight a guy like Gilly to make a name for himself. He's just an ass. Mm -hmm. Well. Yeah, I don't have to deal with that, that much. In beer. I mean, I, I do with, deal with a lot of asses in beer league for sure, but uh, you know, we don't, we don't do much fighting, but uh, I love hearing the stories about, uh, mm -hmm. about the fights. And that's why, you know, I like all these people that the Knicks bring, he's like, you want me to bring that on this guy? I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Come and some fight stories. Right. <laughs> um, we didn't get yeah, to ask I about vicariously the through it. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get to ask it. about the puck bunnies, but it, you know, I know people have wives and, and maybe that stuff isn't on the up and up. Yeah. Uh, and can I, yeah. And Nikki, can I just say something? Mrs. Gill is just as tough as Trevor is. So don't, don't ask questions. I know some stuff is, I mean, we, I'm, I'm pretty free and liberal with, with what I say. I kind of just say what comes to my, my mind actually, as we were here, no. I, just, I just got a message from, from the, the missing curfew boys. And they, they basically were like, Oh, we, we loved it. It was hilarious. Even the cocaine stuff was hilarious, but we had to cut it because we, you know, we, we didn't want any funny stuff with our sponsors. And I'm like, huh, oh, sponsors run fucking everything. Um, but, um, so I'm supposed to ask, uh, so to ask Nick about playing in Louisiana, but I think Nick, what we're going to do is we're going to hold that off. We're, we're already over an hour, so we don't want to run too yeah. deep. 
and I got, I got, I got stuff. That we'll I get to that. Whoever, whoever you are, whoever you are, that's, uh, we'll get to that. I told a little bit about Bugard, but we'll get to that next week or something yeah, we'll, like that. We'll get to that next week and we'll get to the videos next week. And I, I'm sorry. We, we, uh, Ficus Kev, we, we didn't get to go get to your NHL segment. Whatever. Um, but, go to, go online. All that shit's there. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I know where it's going to lead. And it was basically going to lead to, uh, uh, Bedard's going to Arizona. So, I mean, that's where it goes every week. So actually no, well, Arizona's <laughs> Arizona's winning some games, but yeah, Arizona's so, winning some that's games. Just to throw you off the yeah. scent, cause, cause Bettman is hurt. Has heard There's a conspiracy said. out in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. We, won't go. we won't go. We won't go there. I do have one podcast. thing before we close. Okay. I have ahead. one thing, Nick, uh, yes. I heard you're like aging pretty gracefully, not really, but your hair is all falling out and you turn what 60 tomorrow, 70 tomorrow. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm a man. I'm 41 tomorrow. Thank it's you your birthday so. tomorrow? Yeah. Happy oh, early birthday. Wow. Hey, so you're finally going to hit puberty tomorrow, bud? Well, yeah. I, I don't know if my balls are going to drop, but maybe in the next 10 years. <laughs> we'll ship you some BLPA adult diapers. Perfect. Well, hey, listen, uh, hey, the amount of times I've almost shipped myself, like last week on this podcast, I mean, I'd wear them, right? So, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, guys, hey, thank you guys for joining us. I know a lot of people stuck around. Very great stories from Trevor. Glad to have him. Uh, like he said, go find him on uh, on uh, Instagram or Facebook. He, he, he'll write back. It's him. He answers everyone that talks to him. And if you need any credit card processing, you can hit, hit Trevor up as well. Uh, anything to add before we go here, guys? Nope. Everybody uh, have just a good real week. quick, just want to reiterate, just real quick, guys, just want to reiterate with uh, Gilly said uh, every first and third Wednesday of the month, uh, a bunch of us pros, we get together and like uh, we talked about, we're sick and tired of losing guys to, you know, suicide, drug overdose and, and any other, a lot of things because it's happening too much uh, from, and, and you know, myself personally, I deal with, you know, uh, epilepsy and stuff and being hit in the head too much and stuff. So it's a big issue. Um, if there are any pro guys out there uh, who need some help and just need a group of guys to talk to, uh, just let me know. Uh, reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, reach to me at uh, uh, gamma44 at gmail.com. Um, and, and I'll get you guys in that group because it's a really great group. Trevor's part of it, a lot of other pros, uh, but we're tired of losing guys. So if anyone needs the help, just reach out to me, okay? Awesome. All right, sounds good. All right, guys, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Follow us at the BLPA at VIP box if you want a VIP box. We got the nice little QR code bouncing up on the screen every so often. Uh, but other than that, guys, uh, be good or be good at it.